Good morning, gang. Good morning. Hopefully everyone's good. Jason here for another coffee and a chat. Wealth Coffee Chat, actually. We renamed them a little while ago. While everyone's jumping on, thought I'd do some uh, quick intros, as we always do. Uh, for those who are coming back, welcome back. Good morning. Morning, Rodney. Um, for those uh, joining us for the first time, welcome. Like I said before, Jason Witten's my name. Been property investing 20 odd years and coaching property investors uh, over 18. Hey, morning, Joe. And um, each morning, Monday to Friday, get together with our crew and have a bit of a chat, a bit of a, a, bit of a talk about property investing, some ideas, some questions, some um, pontifications, opinions, you know, sometimes a rant or two. Uh, who knows what's happening, but uh, we, we get together and have a bit of a chat. Morning, Jimmy. How are we today? So, um, yeah, that's me. Um, and um, we actually turned this little uh, morning coffee chat into a podcast, gang. So uh, just easy to consume if you don't get a chance to catch the live and, you know, you miss the stream because sometimes it's a bit hard to get hold of. Um, we've got it. Morning, Glenn. And morning, Candice. We've got it in iTunes uh, and in Spotify, Spotify, uh, and all the other places too, I think Google Play and whatever. Uh, you can find it, Wealth Coffee Chats, um, as we roll. So good morning, Graham. Good to see you, mate. So gang, listen, um, hopefully you're well. And uh, today I was thinking we might talk about how many properties you might need how to maybe do a quick calculation, have a bit of a think about what it might look like uh, at some point in the future to, um, you know, create a passive income, probably just from a high strategic strategy point of view, that how many properties we're going to need, you're going to need, and uh, make sure we stay on track, which is, uh, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, um, we might talk about that this morning, which is cool. Karen's got... Uh, Karen's uh, in the house. Hey, good morning, Karen. Um, oh, there we go. Mark has a question. Yeah, awesome, Mark. Thoughts on Perth? I like Perth, Mark. Perth's a good place. Um, and for those listening in, um, let's get over here and have a look at uh, where we're at with our camera. Um, let's go to the main screen. Good morning. Um, so uh, I like Perth. Uh, I'm a big fan of Perth. Um, if, uh, if you're looking to invest in Perth, the, the market has certainly improved. And um, Karen and Mark, it's a good little spot. Again, that marketplace certainly um, uh, is at a low and the movement is upwards. Rents are growing, values are growing. And um, certainly if you've got the right deal, Perth would be a good spot. Perth would be a good spot. Um, a uh, long way from home. But for those uh, those investors who are happy to um, you know invest over in Perth, and I've done it plenty of times, and so have my uh, my clients. Uh, Perth certainly certainly is an attractive market. But right now, certainly perfectly fine if you can get yourself a deal, uh, and that's the challenge right now. Uh, the supply chain, the deal, the deals are a bit few and far between. Perth is really struggling. So um, anyway. Hopefully that makes sense, Karen. Um, and if you guys want to catch up sometime soon, we can get together and uh, 
talk a little bit more strategy if you're thinking Perth might work for you guys. But anyway, um, hopefully that's uh, that's good. Oh, good to see a few of you guys in. Unfortunately, uh, depending on where you are, if you're coming in from some profile somewhere, I can't see um, your uh, uh, your names. Anyway, Davinda, what about Canberra? I love Canberra, Davinda. I'm killing it down there. Uh, listen, I think Canberra's good. Canberra's got a lot of demand. The house prices, it's one of the most expensive places in Australia to buy. <laughs> uh, but it does have the highest income uh the highest income per person, per capita, whatever that saying is in Australia. So, um, yeah, Canberra's fine, mate. Canberra's fine. It, you just got to be cognizant of, you know, what you're what you're needing the property for, you know, uh, what you're expecting of it in the short term and the long term. Canberra's had a great run. I wouldn't be expecting your Canberra property to recycle your equity fairly quickly um, as we go. So, you know, that... Uh, you know, that one for Canberra, you know, again, medium, long-term hold. Canberra would be fantastic. There's some benefits of that. And Canberra's always nice and strong when it comes to rentals as well. Sunny Coast, Sunny Coast is good if you're up there uh, and you can get the right piece of real estate. Again, gang, you know, this is the stuff. Um, the, um, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the, t- the vacancy rate is nothing in Canberra. Um, and uh, lots of low vacancy rates all over the place at the moment. Um, you know, places like Sydney and Melbourne have got a bit higher vacancy rates. You know, the rest of Australia is under a lot of pressure uh, when it comes to the rentals and the vacancy rates, which is which is interesting. Uh, that's going to... We haven't seen the rents spike too hard yet. And you wait, gang, um, where we're going to see some pressure. We're going to see some rent rises when the COVID restrictions... Um, are gone and many marketplaces sort of had a 12-month hiatus you know you can't put the rents up you can't put any pressure on the tenants you've got to do this you've got to do that which is fair that was that was perfectly fair i think that was a good move on behalf of the government made everyone a little bit less stressed and, and taken care of at some point those restrictions are going to come off and property investors um are going to need to keep up with the market keep up with momentum keep up with uh, maintenance, etc., and the and the rents are going to go up. You'll see that, and then the values are already sort of starting to go up because of supply and demand. The rents will follow uh, also. So um, yeah, Sunny Coast is good. Uh, whoever's asking that, I can't see your name unfortunately, which is a bit of a bummer. But Sunny Coast is fine. Uh, I like um, uh, some of those feeder cities, not too far from the major cities. If you're if you're buying in those spots and locations, um, just make sure you do your math on do your work on you know long-term um economic jobs and security for those people you know in places like sunny coast and gold coast you know um they depending on your budget probably would be my second choice you know compared to buying somewhere like brisbane because brisbane is the center and depending on your budget and your price point and so on that's where some coaching and some strategy comes in, gang. Um, whoever that is, you might be in mentoring already. If you are, go chat to your coach. If you're not in mentoring uh, already, if you're not getting coached, reach out. You need a coach. Um, everyone needs a coach. I've got three coaches right now for me in my personal, my business life. Um, and so uh, I'm a big believer in getting coaching. Anyway, um, there you go, gang. Um, well, I was going to talk about, I was going to quickly talk about uh, how many properties, how many properties would you need, would we need 
when it comes to creating the number of properties, how many properties uh, would we need to create a passive income? Really simply, in, in my world, our world, when we sit down with um, anybody, we sort of say, how much, how much passive income are you aiming for? You know? And a lot of people say 100K. That's fine. You know, um, um, you know 200K. You know, anywhere between 100 and 200K, if you have a good strategy, a good plan, is absolutely doable. Absolutely doable. The passive income created by your properties would, um, would easily be achieved uh, when it comes to that. So let's have a quick look at, let's say, a mid-range there of 150K. Uh, what might that look like? $150,000 when it comes to, you know, some income um, as we go. Hey, morning, Alison. There you are. Good to see you. Um, fabulous to have you uh, on as always. So 150K, if you want a passive income, you know, let's have a look at what that might look like. Number of properties, you know, uh, very quickly, some simple mathematics, all right? So if we have a look at this, you know, 100K, 25K and 25K, um, how much, what would it look like, right? If we take the very rough mathematics of we're going to get a 5% gross yield at the start. And this, you know, we need to sort of understand gross yield, net yield, expenses, etc. But let's just look at, you know, quickly calculating what this might look like. 5% yield at the start. If you were to generate $100,000 of passive income, you know, um, right now you, you would need uh, around about four properties at about $500,000 a pop, gang. Okay. So that's, um, you know, Fairly basic mathematics, $500,000 property, renting for $500 a week times by 52, close enough to $25,000 a year, okay? Now, as you go up, if you want to get to 150, you just add an extra property, um, you know, another 500, that would be $2 million right there, um, another 500, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is, um, is when you add it up, Anywhere between three and four million dollars worth of real estate, for three and four million dollars worth of real estate, that over time, oh, that over time produces uh, that passive income for you. So let's say, you know, there's three phases in here. We talk about acquisitions, the consolidation process, and then the transition to lifestyle or passive income. You know, you want to get your acquisition of your properties done as quick as possible, okay? Um, you know, in, in my world, if you can buy and that's part of your strategy, you should just get on with it, okay? Just get on with it, right? Mucking around and waiting another year or two years for things to be better or worse is a stupid idea because time marches on um, and, uh, and the marketplace has no interest in waiting around. So let's say you can knock over your acquisitions in five years, okay, um, a five-year uh, uh, process. Once you've got those properties you, you might have acquired at, you know, and you've got your portfolio at a sort of $3 million level. Actually, that's, um, I'll get rid of that. And it kind of goes like this, right? So you're at $3 million worth of real estate. You've got to remember that now, um, over the next period of time, the thing you want to grow is your rents because uh, your debt uh, will be, you know, um, let's say kind of like this, right? Uh, 
Anyway, it's not the greatest graph, but you know what I mean. Actually, I'll, I'll do it this way. Boom. Uh, got, your debts kind of follow along depending on whether you've got cash or equity, but let's just say you put a bit of cash in and your debt's close to your value, okay, uh, as you go along. So at, at, so at this point, you know, probably the debt will start to pay itself off depending on how you've structured your portfolio. You know, maybe you've got uh, principal and interest, interest only, making extra payments, whatever that might look like, and you want your values, you know, to do that, okay? Now, um, the, the passive income, the spare cash flow, let's say at this point, the gap between what your expenses are uh, and your income is, is not very big. It's actually very small, okay? So you're not going to have massive positive cash flow there. You're not going to have your $150,000 um, at that point, but you've done the acquiring. And this is where a lot of people get, get confused. They think, oh, I've got to buy properties to have instant positive cash flow, and that's when a lot of people go and do stupid deals. Dumb deals in shit locations for high cash flow and then end up with problems. They do try and tricky deals. No, gang, there's no shortcut in this friggin' this thing. There's no shortcut. Buy good properties, give it some time, reduce some debt, make sure the rents go up. So um, uh, things that are going to accelerate this um, as we go along, you want your rents to go up as much as possible. And that's why we're always passionate about, gang, buying good quality properties in good quality areas where there is economic reasons for those rents to grow into the future. You want, you know, if you own a property for 15 years, it started out renting at 500 bucks a week, you want it rent now renting for $1,000 a week, 1,000 bucks a week, okay? So if your rent went from 500 to 1,000 over here in 15 years time, the difference, the gap now is massive and that's where your passive income comes from, okay? your passive income comes from, okay? What the cost used to be, your cost should go down into the future and your rents should go up. Now, for some people, for some people, um, to accelerate that, to accelerate the gap, make the gap bigger between your passive income and your costs, um, there's a few little strategies, okay? Um, one, uh, the... The structures you buy in, let's let's call that. So structures you buy in, whether you buy in your own name, um, you buy it in a super fund, et cetera, et cetera. Um, into the future, you can make your passive income more efficient, okay? Number two, at some point, you need to have a debt reduction plan, debt reduction plan, debt reduce. Uh, but over here in acquisition phase, we're not going to worry about debt reduction over here, okay? Debt reduction is not the point in acquisition. It's about getting the resources and buying. You can do debt reduction uh, in these phases here between consolidation and lifestyle, right? All of your resources in acquisitions need to go to buying, okay? Don't worry about paying your home off just yet if you, if you don't have any spare cash flow or capital. Once we get back tax deductions and so on, we can start to do something like that, right? Um, so, gang... Understand how you own and buy those properties can help you accelerate it, the structures, ownership, that sort of stuff. Having a debt reduction plan, not only for your own home, your bad debt, non-tax deductible debt, but your investment properties into the future. Uh, and one little thing, potentially, 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 
let's say you bought, let's say you owned um, seven properties by the time we get done in 15 years time and the rents didn't go up as much as you wanted them to, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one little acceleration strategy is you can, um, you know, sell two and keep five completely debt-free. So that's one little strategy potential. Now, I'm not a big fan of selling. I don't think selling um, should be on the menu. I think that should be a plan B or C or D if you need to. Uh, if you buy between five and seven excellent properties now and give them, you know, a good 15-year runway, the gap between where your expenses are, um, where your expenses are, uh, oh, damn thing, undo that, where your expenses are, uh, why aren't you doing this, okay, there we go, where your expenses are and where your income is, is going to be, you know, 150 grand plus. Hopefully that makes sense, gang, um, as, uh, as we're sort of chatting today. Um, anyway, Ga Jared had a question, uh, interest only or P&I? So, good question. Jared, uh, I've done this uh, video once or twice before. Track it down in uh, YouTube if you want to see the long version of, of this gang. And um, um, however, in acquisition, Jared, over here at this stage in acquisition, interest only. Interest only. Every single cent that you can keep in your pocket goes to your next deposit. Okay. Also, interest only reduces the amount of payments you have to make and then allows you to have better serviceability, the ability to borrow some more money for the next deal. Um, so that's really important in that phase, mate, in that phase. So um, when you get in the consolidation phase, listen, I don't care if it's principal and interest if you're not going to buy ever again. Um, I prefer to be in charge of my loans um, so then you know when I'm looking at it um, if I need access to money what's most important in the consolidation phase is your redraw facility what I call an equity lock uh, track that down I've done a video on that one as well um, because certainly as the rents grow and the debt reduces or the cost reduce then that's where the gap comes. That's where the passive income comes for you guys um, uh, as we're rolling along. So I hope that makes sense, Jared. Um, so interest only at the start. If you're having some challenges, you need the right finance expert to help you with that gang or a coach to really get your head around this, give me a shout out. That's what we do. Happy to help um, as we go along. But there you go. Um, there you go, Alison. Yeah. Sweet as you're on track. You're on track now. It's uh, it's great to see Alison. That's good. And uh, building that portfolio, we have uh, we have a good plan, which is awesome. You have got a great coach. Um, all right, gang. Well, that's it. I think I've sort of uh, rabbited on a bit this morning, but um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that made sense. Hopefully, it made sense when it comes to um, what we're up to here. You know, knowing that uh, maybe we'll do it this way. Let's have a look at that. I oh, know iPad's not plugged in. Um, you know, how many properties are you going to need? So the high number, well, you know, how many is it, gang? You know, for most of us, it's between five and seven properties. Five and seven properties for most of us. Um, so create the plan. 
do the number and let's crack on. There's no reason to muck around when it comes to the acquisition phase. If you're struggling, if you're stuck right now and you're like, I'm not going fast enough, um, you know, maybe I can do better. Uh, well, if you're doing it by yourself, uh, DIY style, uh, for most of us, we can do absolutely lots better if we get some coaching. So, um, and uh, get some experts slash experienced people, experienced, who've been there before, can give you some guidance. Anyway, that's it. I'm done. Uh, coffee and a chat done. I hope you're all awesome and well. And um, yeah, that's about it, gang. Join me tomorrow, round about the same time, 8 a.m., for another coffee and a chat. Always try to keep these to 10 or 15 minutes, but I sort of uh, wrap it on a little bit. But anyway, um, and, and thanks for the questions, gang. I really, uh, really appreciate your questions. Uh, whoever shouted out about this one, absolutely, uh, I'll talk about commercial properties. There is an absolute good place for commercial in people's portfolios, um, especially if you're in business, gang. Um, I'm not a massive fan of it for you as just a, a regular everyday investor until you've got quite a high level of asset base. So good question, whoever asked that question, absolutely, I'll talk about when commercial is appropriate and when it's not. Thank you very much. Um, cheers, gang, thanks for the shout out. Thanks, thanks, gang. Good on you, Pratesh. Awesome. All right, gang, anyway, that's it, done and dusted. See ya. <laughs> Join me tomorrow, come tomorrow. All right, bye.